All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. And so the point streaks are back in the mix tonight as the Leafs get set to host the Anaheim Ducks. It's the Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. It's Nick Alberga and Jay Rosal. How are you doing on this Tuesday, Rosie? You're up in Banff still, eh? <clears throat> We're good, man. Last day terrorizing this mountain town. Back to the prairies. But yeah, no complaints, buddy. What's going on out east? I got some, not too much. I got some tough news for you. I would say the point streaks are in trouble tonight. You want to know why? <laughs> you tell me. I am going to my first game in like, first game as a fan in years, I guess a fan. I don't know. I'm going to watch the game as a non-media member. And I think anytime I go, the Leafs seem to lose. No shit. How long has it been? You haven't been in a couple of years? I haven't been back to Scotiabank Arena since that faithful night. They played the Tampa Bay Lightning. They won an OT. At the time, I was a Leafs radio host on Sportsnet 5.9 The Fan. I signed off. I said, we're back on Thursday. The Leafs host the Nashville Predators, and we never fucking came back. That's how long it's been. So, 2020. Yeah, you're due. I thought I was going to get the honor of bringing you out for the first one in a while, but looks like you're sneaking in there. I love how you can't say well, as a fan either. You got to, like, quote, unquote it. Well, I told you what happened to me. I was a big-time Leafs fan when I grew up. They ripped my heart out, so I'm no longer a fan. I'm just somebody who goes to the game sometimes and watches and talks about them. Give me a hypothetical here. Like, the like. Yeah. trust me, stranger things have happened. We can admit that. The Leafs go when they win mm-hmm. the Cup this year. 
what are you doing? Are you just going hanging off the light poles and whatnot? Or are you saying, well, they got lucky? Or are you just thrilled and back on the train? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think I would, I'd be your typical Toronto media broadcaster where I'd, I'd try to report and say they fucked up the parade or something. Like the Raptors did. Remember when the Raptors won the championship? They fucked up the parade. Like that's the what going it- joke in Toronto and they actually fucked up the parade. It was too populated. They didn't have enough security cops and it was just an absolute shit show and I'm happy I didn't go. I actually went to the celebration after they won against Goldie, which was, you know, right away. Uh, the final buzzer rang, everybody went outside and it, it was an absolute zoo. And that was the better part. The parade wasn't as good, but that's a really good question. I, I suppose I would celebrate, but like a, a disgruntled celebration, if that makes sense. It doesn't, it makes zero no, sense. It, it makes, well, <laughs> these fans don't make sense as you know that. So I'm looking forward to that one. You know, who's in town. Then if I'm going to the game, it's uh, Adam Henrique and the Anaheim Ducks, the Burford native in town always gets up for these games. And Fittingly enough, it's a 14-game point streak. He wears the number 14 for the Anaheim Ducks. So remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review. Wherever you're checking us out, don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, concerns, or questions, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube, and we'll get to it later on in the show. For now, let's get over the boards. So way back when, October 30th, I remember where I was. I'm sure you do too. Uh, October 30th, Anaheim 4, Toronto 3 in OT. It was 3-1 in that game. They blew a 3-1 lead. I believe Trevor Zegras won it in overtime. Would that be on the bulletin board? A, are there bulletin boards anymore? But would that be something talked about prior to this game for the Maple Leafs, Rosie? Uh, I think it would be mentioned just you want to avoid that sleeper game that's easy to fall into that this his team has not fallen into in in weeks and weeks and weeks. I, I keep wondering how far away from that October slide do we have to get before we keep mentioning it almost every single game. But uh, they've done about all they can since that point in time. And uh, I don't think it's a bad thing to remind you that, hey, let's not get too uh, too big for our britches here. This team has beaten us not very long ago. And I think that's kind of a bit of a reality check when these teams kind of had nothing but but success. I think their only problem is getting a little bit too complacent and laying one of those eggs. And um, that would be indicative of Leafs teams in the past, wouldn't it be? But just when you think they're rolling, they just decide to shoot themselves in the foot. And, uh, you know, it's been going on for a while here, this feeling of something being different. And um, they haven't given us any reason to believe they're going to be doing anything like that tonight. So uh, I just think it will be mentioned that this is a team that has beat them in the past. Kind of give them a little reality check and, and hopefully they just keep doing what they've been doing. And just seeing notes from the morning skate, it looks like your guy Sammy Ilya Samsonov will get the call in between the pipes. It remains to be seen with Anaheim. They played last night. Lucas Dostal, who's a youngster, played for them. So only time will tell. And we might not even know until puck drop or the pregame who starts for the Anaheim Ducks on the back-to-back. Now, this is a tough question uh, because they're both really, really impressive, Rosie. What's more impressive for you, Toronto's 14-game point streak or Mitch Marner's 22-game point streak? Um, to me, the team point streaks more impressive right now. Um, this team, I know they've had some success in the regular season and this isn't anything real different, but to me, it is, it is a little bit different. It's the manner in their winning. Uh, it's a collective effort. It's kind of that team defense thing that, that this team's been lacking. They've got the goaltending. It's just, it's just a more impressive thing. It takes more moving parts to fall into place to get a a team 
uh, point streak going on like that, where a guy like Mitch Marner or, or you know, take your pick of one of the stars on that team can go on on these point streaks and get hot, albeit this point streak by Marner is especially long and especially impressive. But I mean, if you got to pick one, I'll take the team one, but there's no question. Both of these, uh, both of these streaks are impressive and uh, hopefully they just keep going on and on and on. Could not agree more. And I'm going to side with you. I think the team point streak is more impressive just because of the longevity of it to go 14 games without a regulation loss, I think is pretty impeccable in this day and age specifically where it doesn't matter who you play. It could be Anaheim. It could be Seattle. It can be Tampa. Every game, for the most part, is going to be a difficult one to play in this league. So I think it really shows the consistency and the longevity of this Maple Leafs team. So I think the team record, uh, that's really, really impressive to go 14 in a row. And I think in addition to that, I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they've gone like a bunch of games past 20, I believe, where they've notched at least a point out of like 22. Like it's only been a couple games. So they're notching points like every night is what I'm trying to say. And to me, just to have that night in and night out, I think is really, really hard. I mean, you played in this league to have the consistency. That, that's tough and over an 82-game slate. You're not always going to have it, right? Yeah, it is. And I mean, especially I've, you know, I've touched on it before. It's different playing in Toronto. You got that market where yeah, when at, like, you know, you're in Florida, you can go on that little bit of a tear where you just keep, you know, you get, you know, your head in the sand and all of a sudden you look up and man, we're really rolling, aren't we? But in Toronto, it's every single game, every period is dissected, dissected. And it seems like it's so long and and to go on a huge run with all the things being written about it and people taking their takes on your team this year and this is only because of this and this is only because of that and well yeah what they're lacking this and every day more questions questions media people they want to write their columns and it's just never ending and you're always on the spot when you're playing for that team and it's impossible just to kind of put the blinders on and just start rolling it seems like but this group is doing it and i think that makes it you know, a little bit more special that, uh, you know, they're, they're going to get the scrutiny. They're going to get the criticism. They're still the group that hasn't gotten it done in the playoffs. And um, it seems like they're not caring about that whatsoever. They don't seem to have any demons or skeletons in the closet right now. I know it's not playoff time, but this just seems uh, like they're putting it together in a way that everyone's been asking for for a long time here. Yeah, the key part in that right now, just wait till the springtime. I can't wait for this. Maybe I'll fly out to Calgary with you and we'll watch the games together and then we'll bask in the <laughs> glory of those uh, those games because, man, it's a tough time, the springtime, when you talk to yours truly. But again, let's enjoy the ride before we get to that turbulence and that roller coaster. Speaking of which, um, I think obviously a major storyline and narrative in this game will be special teams. Um, if you didn't know, the Anaheim Ducks are terrible on the penalty kill, which against a team like Toronto is really, really difficult news. As mentioned, Anaheim played last night. Ottawa was two for four. Alex Debrink is scoring both goals in the power play. Ottawa just took care of business. They shut the door. Cam Talbot has been really, really impressive throughout his career against Anaheim. It continued last night. But the Ducks come into tonight's game 32nd. Yes, 32 of 32 in the league on the PK 66% Rosie what the fuck <laughs> it's not very good is it when you match <laughs> no. these teams up they seem to be like mirror images of each other complete opposites and you know yeah. with their records and their power play and their killing as well it's uh none of it's really adding up too well in the Ducks favor but um you know I know there's a huge spread in those numbers but if you come and just expect to abandon the game plan and and dick around and go for something fancy it, uh, it'll blow up in your face, man. These guys are all 
NHL players. They're pissed off at where they are. They want to turn their season around. They're going to be coming into TO and they just lost and they're not happy. And, you know, that's when a team can uh, catch a little fire and bite you in the ass, regardless of all these numbers we're talking about. I'd be careful for, uh, you know, laying that late egg if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. Any team that's in this league can beat any team at any point in time. And that's been proven over and over again. So I hope they don't forget that. But yes, on paper, this Ducks team looks pretty lackluster and a lot of the stats that uh, you would need to see brushing up if you're going to be any uh, anything good in this league. Of course, the other factor, too, is like, do not forget him who comes into Toronto, just the local factor, too, of friends and family being in the building. And, you know, Sean Dursey was a perfect example of that last week where he had like 200 family and friends in the building at Scotiabank Arena. And obviously, it was a big topic of conversation after the game because of the Engvall situation. But guys seem to rise up when they play at Scotiabank Arena. So bottom line, Toronto better be ready. We talked about the power play three for six uh, against Calgary. By the way, did you see how many peepers the Flames had last night after Daryl Sutter bitch? They had like six or seven power plays against Montreal, and they still lost. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's almost like the Sutter's little tentacles have got some power in them, hey? Mm, yeah, I know. It's funny how that works out. But Toronto eighth in the NHL, 25.3%. So what do you make of this power play with Rasmus Sandin running it? Um, I know I got a bit of traction on a tweet the other day about Sandin. His numbers have been elevated offensively with Morgan Riley on the shelf. How much of a different look is it having a Sandin as opposed to a Riley, in your opinion? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Yeah, it just depends what they're running. I mean, if uh, I don't claim to be any type of a power play specialist, yeah. uh, the only time I ever even sniffed that was just standing in the net front, taking cross checks and screening the goalie, which doesn't take a whole lot of thought. But uh, I, I don't mind it. I mean, you got a guy up there with some skill. I think he's got some confidence right now. He can find those open guys and find the seams. Um, you're working it around up top and just trying to find something down low. And man, it doesn't have to be perfect with the guys he's got beside him. You know, you get them. You know, with a little bit of time and a little bit of a lane, they can pick it off pretty easy. So um, I don't mind him back there. I think he's the best choice when when Morgan Riley's out right now. And I don't think it'll be a huge difference. I mean, they're probably running the same type of uh, of looks up top and, and trying to get it to the boys. You know, you got a couple of different options out there, obviously. So I'm not too worried about Sandy and quarterbacking it up there. And he's got confidence right now um things are going good like you said he's elevated his game so i like it back there um i like the way him and lilligren have both kind of stepped up i i have confidence in them when they're out there you know how you see certain guys in certain positions you're like oh god i don't i don't feel any of that with these guys they've given us no reason to do that and again the theme with this roster is guys keep stepping up when they're needed to and they're put in positions that you know maybe aren't considered ideal and, and they're getting it done time and time again and you know, Sandine up there is uh, is a prime example again, and I've I got nothing but faith that they'll continue on. Yeah, to add context to that, I don't get the same feeling <laughs> seeing Rasmus Sandine run PP1 that I do seeing Pierre Engvall in the second power play unit, right? He's going to be back in the mix after that one-game suspension. Just some things don't go hand-in-hand, hand, and Pierre Engvall, who I don't try to rip on all the time, but, like, from a power play perspective, he's not the guy. You're not the guy on PP2. I know he sniped the other game, but, like, I just have a bit of a different feel. I would add Connor Timmins. I looked, uh, you know, pretty decent. Like, it it gives a different look. I can't remember the last time the Leafs had sort of a right-handed shooting defense, but on a power play. It's been a while, um, specifically on PP1, but he's playing on PP2. He got a bit of a look on PP1 as well. I think now is the time for exploration too, Rosie. Like it certainly helps when you're winning game after game after game that you can tinker with things. Like the one thing that's not really being talked about a lot is is how often we're seeing some line juggling and line shuffling by Sheldon Keefe. But it's a it's a good time to explore, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, they've been doing it all year and it hasn't been biting them in the ass at all. And I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with uh you know, juggling things up, moving guys around, uh, whether it's special teams or or just in your lineup. But when these guys are used to playing with a whole bunch of different guys, you never know what's going to happen down the stretch. Maybe there's some important points that need to come uh, down the stretch. Maybe you're you're fighting for first place there in your division and you want to get that playoff spot and guys are going down and injured and you got to get thrown in with some guys you haven't played with and all of a sudden it's like this shock that happens to this team down the stretch it's not going to be it's like yeah i remember the success we had in december in november in january whatever the case is these guys are are working with each other and it shows me there's a lot of well-rounded guys they're not pigeonholed to their one little you know trick ponies and they can mix it up and, and find ways to win and keith's been doing that all year and i think he's gonna keep doing it and eventually i think when we get some some healthy bodies we'll settle into some patterns where they can really find a groove but as of right now i mean we're still pre-christmas and there's bodies in the in the ir and everything else so it's fine to work some guys around and see how it works these guys have been handling it really well it just shows me that they're they're deep and they're confident and they're they have the abilities to play with all kinds of people and it's a good time to do it like you say there's no issues with me with mixing it up like that i'm with you let's get to rosie claus um your holiday wish list can we call it christmas can we call it uh holiday season whatever we want to call it the holiday wish list your kyle dubas 
I know Santa doesn't come till December 24th. We all know that, Rosie. Your holiday shopping, do you like to get it done early or late? Or are you like in a, you know, December 24th-er? Um, I mix it up. My wife usually just has stuff show up at the door and tells me to wrap it, which is kind of nice. Yeah. But uh, you got to go You got to go out and do your own one thing or your own one thing that you put some thought into. And you're not yeah. going to like it. But me looking at this roster, I just – how do you – how do you tell a team that's on the tear that they're on right now they what they need to change? Because in my mind, it's not a whole hell of a lot. You just got to keep solidifying this as being your identity. But, I mean, if we're, you're going to need something, maybe some of that depth scoring, some of that third line stuff, a guy you can, you know, really feel actually confident about on that second power play and guys that can jump up and play in those top two lines if need be and actually be effective. I know you're asking for a yeah. lot in that but if you were to say one thing up front that you would need i would say you know that third line really solid player that's got a bit of a two-way two-way deal going on and can also jump up with the big boys and be productive and again that is a tall tall order these days but um if i could say one thing it would be to kind of replace you know if those kerfoots and angvals aren't really going to get it done and and be a presence when needed and i'm not saying they haven't but just that extra boom at that position would be nice. Again, I don't see them finding that or being able to make that work. And again, I'm happy with with how this thing's running, but I'm sure you got other uh, other plans for this roster. Yeah, I'm not losing track of the big picture. I think they still need at least one defenseman. I know you're going to get Morgan Riley back in the mix, but somehow, some way, you have to replace Jake Muzzin. Like it's fine and dandy to see what Lilligren and Sandine can do in the regular season, but as you know, playoffs a different animal. I think on top of that, what what seems to plague this team the most come the Stanley Cup playoffs? Can you answer that? Not to put you on the spot. Um, you know, defending, keeping the puck out of their net, and team defense, goaltending. It's kind of no, eh? Incorrect. Scoring Incorrect. goals. That's the yes, exactly. Like that's a misconception. Uh, misconception. Sorry, I'm not putting you on the spot there, but I think it is a misconception that this team can't get the job done defensively. Like to me. The bigger story the last couple of years specifically has been the inability to score that big goal. And with that in mind, yeah. I'm going big game hunting. I'm a gambler. I'm putting all the chips to the middle. Kyle Dubas is a lame duck GM. His job could be on the line, is on the line. I think you go after a big boy. There's a guy in Vancouver, the captain, Bo Horvat, man. He would look perfect in this lineup, Rosie. I know there's optics. I know the salary cap plays a factor. Alex Kerfoot likely has to be part of a deal. There's got to be some assets going the other way, you know, bigger type trade chip piece type trade. But I, I'm doing my best to, to to get this roster ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs and to get past the first round and to go on the long run here. And Bo Horvat's a guy I'd look at. Ryan O'Reilly, if St. Louis is out of it. Uh, if you're looking at, you know, at a guy with term, Timo Meyer, the San Jose Sharks, I'm going big game hunting. I'm not adding a depth piece. They did this a couple of years ago with Nick Felino instead of Taylor Hall. How did that work out, right? Like, I know... I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think you only get select shots of this thing. I'm going all in this year, Rosie. Yeah, it sounds like it. <clears throat> hey, I don't mind it, man. Like, can you imagine the splash that would make after all this going through the last couple of years and then injecting a piece like Bo Horvat or or Ryan O'Reilly? Like, uh, that's a big that's a big thing to do. And my question is obviously. You know, you're going to have to give up what for that? Uh, if you go down the pipeline and think about the future, yeah. um, draft picks, big time draft picks. I mean, that's always a, a scare Robertson. for a GM. You know that when you let these first round guys go, you're like, 
who is that always going to be forever? I'm going to be the guy that let go of this pick, and you don't know what that's going to end up being. Could be some generational type, phenomenal player with a 18 year career. All of a sudden, that's the risk. But mm-hmm. you know, injecting some big boy into that lineup and not giving up too many pieces up on the top end, I, I do realize that once I started saying that is the knock on them. But I remember watching the playoffs, going, "Jesus, like, where is the fireworks? Like, we need someone just to take that goddamn thing." and score the big one and they just skate in sand and skate around the outside and the perimeter and and just can't get it done and it's like wow after all this firepower and talking about these guys being so explosive we can't buy a goal in the last you know 10 12 minutes of a game when you're down one it just doesn't happen and you just lost i know that feeling as well so i mean if this is the year that'd be interesting to see the you know dubas go out fishing that way and and bring in some monster splash it would be really shake things up man and give us something to talk about that's for sure it would and I, i'm just curious his mentality right knowing like he has to know this has to be the season where they do something substantial they haven't won a playoff series in 18 years it really they haven't tipped the scales when he's been the gm yeah they've had really really strong regular seasons but like he has to be feeling the pressure right and i think along those lines sometimes you have to push your chips in the middle and say let, let's let it eat let's let it ride and I think you look at some of the personnel available on the market, and again, a lot can change over the next couple months. Uh, I would, I would try to do something bigger than they've done the last couple of years in getting this team prepped, and that's sort of my major takeaway. Every time they seem to lose, they need that extra goal that they're just not getting, which is crazy when you look at this offense on paper and and on the ice here in the regular season, right? Yeah, it is, and to me. <clears throat> It's not like you inject Bo Horvat and then all of a sudden, oh, now we're going to get that big goal at the end of the game when yeah. we need it so bad. To me, that's like a character and identity thing. Yeah. Um, when you just need, it's almost like you're so scared to lose that you can't play the way you need to in order to win. And it's tiptoeing, it's it's gripping your stick, it's staring at the clock all the time, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And I think this team is famous for doing that because of all yeah. the skeletons in their closet and because of how well aware they are of, of the lack of success in the playoffs. And to me, that comes from within, it comes from the leadership, it just comes from the body of work that you do in the regular season where you solidify yourself as as this character type of team that can access that that big goal when you need it because you you believe in yourselves you you follow the routine you know that there's faith in the process and it's not this scrambly holy shit we're desperate almost every single game in the playoffs which is what this team has looked like and that's kind of to my point they have seemed to have turned a corner identity wise on being able to stay patient stay calm have poise and they don't seem to be panicking giving away leads um coughing up games that should be won they just haven't done that in months right now and i'm hoping that it's that identity that's going to get them through the playoffs because it does feel a bit different to me this year as far as the character that they hold in that locker room favorite cliche the proof will be in the pudding come the springtime the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at points bet canada Man, oh man, Rosie, I was so confident about my pick yesterday. I laid out the data, the analytics, the statistics, and I, I mentioned it in my hit. Uh, I'm like, it's the under is going to hit. You just had that feeling. There was a couple disallowed goals, called backs, video reviews. I'm like, this is just not going my way. So we're going to start fresh tonight. Just know that you're on the clock, okay? Because I don't like to lose too many in a row. I lose my mojo, my flow. So you're on the clock here at the very least, okay? 
Yeah, no worries. I'll be ready. But uh, yeah, I don't know every bet you've been making has had good uh, good rationality behind it. And I mean, yeah. it seems like these days, especially when you do those overs and unders, you know, with the offside, it seems like a lot of challenges on offsides have gone back, taking goals away, video reviews. Um, it's funny because you don't really think about it if you're not betting, but man, can those ever blow up and over in a hurry. You're telling me. Okay, so for tonight's game, the Toronto Maple Leafs hosting the Anaheim Ducks, I'm going back to the well. No, it's not the Mitch Marner prop. Uh, no, it's not the Mitch Marner shot prop, but I do like that. He's cleared in seven straight, by the way, over two and a half. Give me the Austin Matthews anytime goal. I know we're now into negative money again, minus 135. We love the plus money when we can get it with Matthews. He's starting to cook in a big time way. He scored in six of seven. 14 to 22 he has five goals 11 points in nine career games against the anaheim ducks so i think austin matthews scores again tonight rosie yeah isn't it funny hearing those numbers and kind of almost feeling like he's you know maybe playing second third fiddle lately especially when you know nylander steps up and just has a monster game and you're kind of thinking austin's tucked back in the in the reeds there and he's just quietly putting up monsters again so Good problem to have. And yeah, anytime you get him that you can uh, put some money on him scoring a goal in a hockey game, man, I mean, it's just not a bad bet, right? He's one of the best in the world right now, and he's just kind of starting to heat up, it feels like. Take a peek at that shot prop, too, and I think you're bang on. Matthews, I think, you know, you look at the scoring race right now, I know he he could look distant right now. Just talk to me in a couple months. We've seen this before from Austin Matthews. He's starting to cook in a big way, and this guy can't be stopped. For my money, he's the best goal scorer right now in the NHL. The the data and the analytics and the statistics back that up as well. So Austin Matthews, anytime goal, Rosie, as we get set for the Leafs and the Anaheim Ducks tonight from Scotiabank Arena, a 14-game point streak for Toronto, 11-0-3, and Mitch Marner, 22 in a row, with a point, the storyline, the narratives write themselves tonight. Tell me, are they due for a, a stinker, as you call it, or a sleeper? No, I don't get that feeling. Uh, I honestly don't. Like, we we call those, um, you know, type of games where you sleep through it, right? Um, trap games, I think, is the way I refer to them usually. But I think you look at Anaheim, they're coming off just an embarrassing loss to Ottawa. They were outplayed. It's a back-to-back. -back. Uh, you know, they're 7-19-3 or whatever it is. I just don't think anything backs up Anaheim's walking into Scotiabank Arena. And again, this could be famous last words and, and walking away with a win. Having said that, I will say Toronto better be ready. Again, it's the NHL. Every opponent's going to be tough. The Ducks always play Toronto difficult in this building. But I think Toronto should win tonight. I'd look at them in the puck line, actually, too, on points by Canada. <clears throat> yeah, I hear you. I, I, uh, I just don't see it happening. Um, I think this team's ready. I think this team's smart right now. I think they understand what's going on. They've got a grasp yeah. of of where they're at and how they've been doing it. And I really think, uh, yeah, like puck line bet this team, I just, I think they're licking their lips and they're ready and they're, they want to smash this team, especially since they've already lost to them. I, I just don't see them laying an egg. So could be a good one. I hope to see a big score ran up on these guys. Yeah, they're on the heater of a century, and hopefully they put on a show for yours truly. Again, we'll be in the building for this game at Scotiabank Arena. Rosie, excellent job. Safe travels and uh, back home tomorrow, right? You bet, man. Enjoy the game. I'm kind of jealous of you. You got yourself a night ahead of you. 
Yeah, I'm going to give you a big uh, post-game report coming up tomorrow. My first game at Scotiabank Arena in years. Um, sitting in the crowd at the very least. It's been a, a long, long... I can't remember the last time I was in the crowd in that building. So uh, I'll give you the 411. I love to walk the concourse level. Some great eye candy. So that's the best part of the night. I'll bring you an update tomorrow. For Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Take care.